Good morning, Michael. This is the commute. It is Friday, something the something something. Uh, April the 22nd. And we're driving. Driving, 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 driving. Little things that change. Uh, there's a whole subreddit called Glitch in the Matrix of people who think the most famous example is the Berenstein Bears is spelled Berenstain Bears. And people are convinced that somehow the Matrix changed around them and we're now living in an alternate reality. Uh, the odds of that are pretty significantly less than the odds that several people misremembered it. Because there are other people who remembered it correctly and I remember uh, not caring. But I just got into my car No, there has been someone in my car. Okay. I normally drive with my passenger seat belt plugged in so that if my dog is sitting in the passenger seat, it doesn't beep at me the whole drive. But uh, I think that was like a week ago and I definitely had my people in the car since then. Anyways, ah, memory. I also had one of those nights where it's like 3 a.m. you roll over and you have the most brilliant thought in the universe followed by a follow-up most brilliant thought in the universe and on and on and on and it gets to five and you realize you forgot the first one and you realize you have to write them all down and then you realize they're so brilliant you'll remember them in the morning just go to sleep and you never remember them never so thoughts are fleeting just like life it's still rainy here I meant to check on my new garden I planted some strawberries, some blueberries, some raspberries, some flowers for their wife. It's really, it's really a whole lovely shindig I've got going on. But I am uh, driving to work, optimistically wearing my sunglasses, despite the few raindrops hitting my windshield. I also, and this is just, this doesn't even need to go in a podcast, but it's just, we're all just humans, man. I put on a nice, bright Friday shirt, and I know it's Friday, but I was like, it's too wrinkly. You can't wear a shirt that wrinkled to a place of work. And especially on Fridays, but sometimes during the week, a digital team wears just jeans and a t-shirt, and I think it's fine. But it is like, man, I think part of it is I think I'm a little fatter than I used to be. I was telling someone last night of how I was named Stick in college, and we used to do Tiny Shirt Tuesdays. But uh, I weighed like 135 pounds at 5'11", so it was a very different skinny man who used to do that. Uh, and now I'm just just a slightly overweight white dude living in the Middle West. I want to start calling it the Middle West for no particular reason. Uh, I had some other smart thoughts, but I think I lost them last night. Another thing was... Um, oh, shoot. It wasn't the three-body problem, but there's something interesting there. I, I... Netflix announced that you can down... or in the future, they are considering the ability to let you download media so that you can watch it on the go, on planes, places where you wouldn't have Wi-Fi, camping. But the real winner here is developing countries who have intermittent internet access could download stuff in advance so that even when the Wi-Fi goes out, they would be able to... 
enjoy Netflix. Now the question for me is, what sort of DRM do you apply to say that the files that I am currently storing on my computer after a certain amount of time will expire, or if I just leave it plugged, unplugged from the internet, how do you verify that I no longer have the rights to these files? Uh, if I downloaded the entire Netflix library tomorrow and then cancel my Netflix subscription, which is what I think a lot of people tried to do with the Netflix discs. You would get, ship them in the mail, rip them on handbrake, and then ship them immediately back. Uh, I know a guy who's definitely not myself because that would be illegal piracy uh, who had done that. But the other thing is, one, who does that really help? Uh, my friend who did this, who's not me, uh, didn't even watch most of those movies later. I think they're still stored on a hard drive somewhere. And if you, if there are then new releases you want to watch or in a different quality or on a different device, it's almost easier to just connect to the internet. Now, if you can't afford $8 a month and you're in a developing country, that's probably more likely. But which also got me thinking, I wonder if other countries pay a different monthly fee for Netflix. And if you then change your IP address so that you can verify you have a Netflix subscription, but you are currently in America, can you pay Zimbabwe's rates while accessing America's content? And again, I'm sure these are all technical things Netflix thinks of, but it's, it's future problems that... It's zero-with world problems. It's not even first world problems. It's what do you do in a post-scarcity era when we have to enforce scarcity because we want to make sure that there's still a market for movies and TV and media and information that can be easily mass-reproduced. You don't want to flood the supply so that the supply-demand curve crashes, but how do you do that without overly strict DRM? Or is it simply that you work on a nightclub or fancy restaurant type model where you make all of your money selling pre-access and you have a flood of, you know, a week or two where you have a ton of customers and make a ton of money and then nobody goes there because everybody goes there. It's just common knowledge and it's not interesting anymore. I, I don't know if development cycles could survive that. And I think consumers would have similar complaints that it then feels like this boom-bust cycle, this planned obsolescence of, well, I just got this new technology two weeks ago and now everyone has it and they're saying it's out of date. But it's gonna be fun to navigate. I think there's a, uh, I really gotta stop saying I think, and I think that's the first time I've done it in this podcast. Um, and that might be the first time I've gotten a notification while podcasting. Shoot, am I still podcasting? We are. Um, but it'll be fun to navigate, and being at the forefront of it, you forget when I was at uh, Funny or Die, you would hear these leaks of what Facebook's going to do because we were early partners with a couple of these Facebook Snapchat type things. So it's like, well, they're going to announce next week that this thing happens. Now that you're now that I'm a little further out of the startup bubble, you get the Facebook live announcements and, you know, F8, WWDC, all of the information as soon as it's announced to the public. And 
it's not impossible to stay up on that stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm taking in more information now than I think previous humans did in a lifetime. What is this? GRDogAdventures.com. This episode brought to you by GRDogAdventures.com, a car I just saw drive by that sounds adorable. GRDogAdventures.com. If you've got a dog and you love adventure, go on a Gur Dog Adventure. Uh, but I'm in Grand Rapids, Michigan, in case anyone hasn't completely fleshed out who we are and found us on Facebook and stolen our identities. It is really scary, the um, ability to do any one specific malicious thing is easier and easier. And my concern is if you get Islamic terrorists or just grumpy teenagers who want to hack who want to steal their high school teacher's identity and ruin his life. That's not that hard to do. Or if they want to, you know, airdrop child porn onto his computer and then anonymously call the police. And then he has the burden of proof of how it got there and where it came from. And it is not hard to ruin someone's life in the digital era. And I'm frankly a little shocked that and happy that it doesn't happen more often. I think you see these terrible stories of Gamergate journalists being harassed by idiot men online, and it's like, oh wow, that's probably really easy for those men to do anonymously, and I don't know if there will ever be repercussions for them. So why doesn't this happen more often? Uh, and it shouldn't happen at all, I'm just glad it doesn't happen more often. I think cybersecurity is enough, I think. Cybersecurity is going to have to, because everything I say is obviously something I think. I'm not speaking on behalf of anyone else, despite my previous and current employment. Why would they ever have me as their helmsman? I'm not a PR person. Anyways. Cybersecurity is going to have to increase, and there's going to have to be stricter rules on being a bad dude. But it's like when you go to college and have to write a roommate agreement because a lot of people are living with roommates for the first time and you want to be clear of what's expected of both of you. And my roommate and I wrote, don't be a dick. And it was understood what all that entailed. But it's the um, case law system where rather than having a codified system of laws, you have to look back and say, well, this one time you allowed me to take your Pop-Tarts, so I assumed that in the future the Pop-Tarts were communal with the assumption that I could also replace and my Pop-Tarts are communal. Where it is difficult but not impossible, and in fact thousands of years of law are based upon prior precedents set by the court system rather than a legislative system putting forth laws. Humans built up these things that apply to individuals and try to apply them to groups and then try to apply them to societies and nations and internet fandoms and intergalactic. The, the Russians and the United States both agreed during the Cold War not to nuke the moon. I don't know why they wouldn't need to agree not to do that. I don't know what strategic benefit it would give to nuke the moon, but I'm glad that somewhere, some ostensibly men, some people wrote 
hey, uh, we're not gonna nuke the moon. And then they had to translate this into Russian. Hey, we also are not going to nuke the moon and have them both sign a piece of paper as if ink on paper can determine the fate of a celestial body. But it absolutely can. And that's the thing about artificial intelligence. And there's this one train of thought, which I think is thoroughly more and more debunked every day, where they say, we'll just leave it in a box. Don't let it get out and replicate, because there's always a fear of gray goo or uh, a paperclip maximizer type thing where you give it the objective, hey, make more paperclips, and like previously discussed, it's not Godwin's Law, it's, oh jeez, not Goodwin's Theory, but it's trying to optimize for X, and you claim a goal of G, because it's what's easily quantifiable, you can achieve G, but that doesn't mean you're any closer to X. That's not a good explanation of what I'm saying. If you tell an artificial intelligence, make more paperclips, it'll kill all humans and turn them into paperclips. Not because it hates humans, but because it's trying to make more paperclips and humans were in the way. Um, but there's this theory of if you leave it in a box, it won't be able to do anything because it's trapped inside of software. But software, like ink on paper, can affect things in real life. It can place orders to be delivered places and send emails to give instructions to people and move financial transactions around to even bribe people. And AI will find a way to get out. And this is also an interesting thought that I often have of if we are in some kind of simulation, if this isn't the real universe and a higher universe somehow can contact us, because we are so much smaller and so likely move so much quicker, if they want to observe us, you would assume they would run us at quicker than their universe speed. We could plan a way to get onto their internet and deliver similar messages so that we could create some sort of presence in their world that we can communicate with through our world, through software. And this... These words I am speaking are a thought that a thought can be matter. And the words I'm speaking are sound waves propagating from muscles flapping together. Which sounds really gross. They sing by vibrating their meat. They're made of meat! I make a lot of references to stuff no one listens to or has heard of. Um, but I'm pulling into work now, so I hope, um, I hope this is reality because otherwise a lot of us are wasting it sitting in a nine to five job when really it was all a test to see how long you could get primates to sit at a nine to five job. This has been a really bummer of an episode, so uh, it's Friday. Go out and enjoy your life, dog. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to The Commute, and we will catch you next time. Peace.